We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Bite.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Bite. Good afternoon, everybody. Thank you for joining us. With us this afternoon are University President Joe Harris, Vice President and Athletics Director Joe Castiglione, and Interim Head Football Coach Bob Stoops, who together have combined to provide more than 70 years of service to the University of Oklahoma. Um, we'll begin with opening remarks from each of the three, and then we'll take questions. Uh, we'll get started with President Harris. Joe. Thank you, that 70 years sounds a little like a lot. Um, hey, it is, uh, it's great to see everyone here. Thank you for being here. Uh, I wanna begin by just saying a thank you to all the student athletes. Uh, we know that whenever there's a, a coaching change or transition, uh, it's a real impact on them. Uh, they had a remarkable season, obviously a bowl game to go, uh, but a 10 and two season, uh, and we couldn't be more proud of them and grateful to them and of course, 
all the alumni and, and friends. And um, also, obviously, want to want to thank Coach Riley for his service, uh, and Caitlin and and the girls. Uh, we're here today uh, to talk about where we are going. Obviously, um, we know where we are today, uh, which is in a coaching transition. Uh, yesterday, uh, 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 Joe Castiglione and myself were in conversations uh, about uh, that had been going on for a, a couple of weeks about extending the contract, making sure we had uh, all the resources we need to be successful in the Big 12 and, of course, in the SEC. Um, and then by yesterday afternoon, uh, uh, we're uh, uh, really found out about just before you all did that uh, Coach Riley had made the decision uh, to go to USC. We had a long conversation uh, about that, and uh, as he's indicated in his statement, he spoke uh, about it being a personal decision, uh, not about whether or not uh, um, we would uh, meet the contract needs or the resource needs for uh, for this conference and the next, uh, but a personal decision uh, that he wanted to make for he and his family. Uh, the uh, conversation that followed next, as you might imagine, was a conversation with Joe Castiglione, just the two of us, and we talked about, um, all right, uh, what's the next step and how do we do this? And we talk about uh, character um, and, and comfort to me being with Joe Castiglione. Uh, I've said it before, I'll say it again, he's the best athletic director in the country, and when you engage in a transition and a coach at the University of Oklahoma, that's exactly what you deserve and it's exactly what we have. And we talked about the idea of an interim. Uh, how do we handle this uh, over the next uh, days and weeks? And we talked about, we wonder if Bob Stoops would be up for, uh, up for doing that. And to me, the conversation reminded me uh, when we had it a lot like the conversation that I had with Bob when I was dean of the law school and he was head coach back in 2017. Uh, before he made the official announcement that he was not going to continue, as the head coach uh, for OU, uh, Bob and I have been friends for a long time. He came to me and uh, talked about the idea of stepping down as head coach. And to me, as a friend in that conversation, it didn't make a whole lot of sense. When you looked at it, uh, the team, uh, we were stocked and loaded and ready to go. Uh, he had a great path ahead of him. He had done a remarkable job with the program. And when I asked him why he was even considering doing it, his answer was, it's what's best for the program. And I said, why wouldn't you take one more year? Right, this is a chance to go all the way. Why wouldn't you do that? And, and person to person, friend to friend, he looked at me in a way that very, I've rarely seen in terms of raw character. And he said, because it's what's best for the program. Right? If you really love the program, you do what's best for it. And what's best for it right now is for me to go ahead and step aside uh, whenever our program is where it needs to be. And he did that in a way that was incredibly thoughtful. Flash forward to yesterday. Joe and I uh, chat for a few minutes, uh, surprised uh, by the decision that had been made. Um, and um, we call Bob. And he can give you details. He was hard at work, and he'll describe that in a second when we called him. But we reached out to Bob, and we began the preamble, speakerphone conversation with Joe and I on one end and Bob on the other. We began the conversation, and we began walking into the idea of would you take over as interim coach, interim head coach. And before we could complete the question, his exact answer, and you can hear it from his lips, was, uh, of course I will. Right? Of course I will. Anything I can do, I'll do. That was his immediate answer. And so as we stand here and we look forward to the next chapter for the University of Oklahoma football program, uh, we do it with a remarkable team, uh, both on the field, uh, that one going into the bowl game uh, that's upcoming, 
um, and also with the great team here as we lean forward. Uh, we have individuals that are of remarkable character that are incredibly seasoned, uh, and we are unified and we are resolute, and we each have um, multiple decades of service to the university. We love this place, uh, and we are uh, committed to finding and certainly will find one of the absolute best jobs in the country, uh, the next person to add to the Sooner legacy. Right? It's a place with an incredibly deep legacy. Everybody here walked past the statues on their way here. And the great place about OU is we don't just create. We don't just have legacies. We create legacies. Uh, so we're here today, um, surprised by yesterday, uh, but with unlimited excitement uh, for tomorrow. And uh, to add more color to that, uh, I'm proud to introduce my friend and the best athletic director in the country, Joe Castiglione. Thank you, President Harris. It just, uh, just made you think for a second. Um, first of all, it's good to see you in person instead of on Zoom. Um, and it was about five years ago when we were almost right here in this very place uh, talking about Coach Stoops and um, thanking him for his extraordinary years of uh, service as our head coach and introducing Lincoln Riley is our new head coach, and you all have to be excited because we found our interim coach from the ranks of you, the media. You gotta be thrilled about that. So you got, you got somebody who's not only serving the athletic department and the student athletes, it, you know, he's one of you. you know, this is fantastic. Um, but as President Harris said, uh, this is, uh, you know, really a, a, a moment in time that uh, helps define whatever our next chapter is going to be. And I am so excited about that chapter. It's going to be another great one in the history of the University of Oklahoma. I want to join President Harris by thanking Coach Riley and wishing he and Caitlin, Sloan and Stella uh, the, the very best um, as they launch into a new chapter of their journey. We appreciate all they've done contributing to Oklahoma's incredible tradition over the last five years as head coach and two before that as assistant coach. Just briefly, uh, no, we'll get a lot of questions about this here in a few minutes, but uh, like we always say, you know, this job is one of the best ever in sports. And it's been made that way because of incredible players that chose to come to the University of Oklahoma that did exceptional things while they were here. Obviously, the coaches that found them, developed them, and continue to recruit and build upon that as we pursue championships. It's a great thing to be able to be part of here at the University of Oklahoma. And uh, certainly, like you would expect, it's already drawn interest that's off the charts. The process is a lot like um, it always is. For those of you, who have been around here, you might be able to inform you know, some of those that are brand new that uh, in spite of how inquisitive you are and how many rumors you're gonna want me to corroborate, I don't do it. You know, It's gonna be stealthy as usual. Um, but we know the uh, importance of time and timing and what we need to do um, with everything that's going on in this very different and new world. And so we'll move it quickly. Uh, so with that, you know, you, we'll, we can talk about whatever you want um, about process and 
we'll decide what we can say and what we won't say. But uh, lastly, uh, I want to also join President Harris by thanking Coach Stoops. Uh, he has continued to serve the university as a, a very special um, asset for us since he stepped away from coaching. We've engaged him in a lot of things that have helped us generate new revenue to be able to connect with our alumni, donors, fans, friends, um, and, and it's, it's been special to continue to work with them through that time. Didn't know that this was going to be uh, one of those details that was on the job description, yeah. <laughs> other duties that might be assigned, but uh, so doggone glad that um, he was here. And he, just as President Harris said, you know, when we called him, he just said, how can I help? Same thing he always says. And he's continuing to build on the uh, great tradition that he helped create himself. I think it's a really unique way to celebrate what's about to happen just barely a week from now. He is going to be inducted into the College Hall of Fame. Be happy to know that even in the details of the criteria, they're still going to induct him into the Hall of Fame, even though he is now back as an active coach for a period of time. Uh, so we're very proud of, of him and very be, we'll be very proud to be with him next week. And so, I would like you to join me in welcoming our interim head coach and soon-to-be Hall of Fame inductee to the College Football Hall of Fame to join people like Coach Schwitzer, who's out there amongst us and a lot of great players, Bob Stoops. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, boy, it's been, this looks familiar. It's been a while. How come I'm the only one that hasn't aged? But, uh, Anyway, really is good to see you again, and uh, glad and proud to, to step in here and help uh, as the interim co-chair for a period of time. And also want to recognize and acknowledge Coach Switzer back there that uh, appreciate him coming by to support us here today as well. And, and uh, nothing better than walking into Barry Switzer Center every single day to go to work. But, um, but listen, um, talking to our fan base out there, I'm talking to our recruits out there. I'm talking to our players' parents out there. I've had multiple meetings already with players, uh, going out recruiting tonight. And the message to all of you is, listen, when I, I arrived here on December 1, 1998, there was something to be concerned about, a lot to be concerned about. Four straight years without a winning record, no bowl games, da-da-da-da-da. Two years later, we were 13-0 and won the national championship. This place is in a hell of a lot better shape than it was in December 1, 1998. All right, we're, we're a perennial top 5, 10, 15 team every single year. All right, we're, we're, we're playing that kind of football. This job is going to attract the very best in the coaching world, and they're already lined up and calling. Calling Joe, hitting people the way they do. This is a real job. This is a great job, a great university with great leadership. And so our, all of you fans, and again, player, parents, everyone, just understand, give it a little bit of time, and you're going to see this is just a little bump in the road. There's not one guy, one person in the history of this program that's bigger than the program. Coach Switzer, myself, 
or Lincoln Riley. And what I told the players is they are the program. Players throughout these decades, they are OU football, not us as a coach. All right, that, that, that is, I'm in the hall, getting in the Hall of Fame because of them. The players, the coaches around them, all of that. But those players are the ones who are OU football. And, and, and they'll, they'll stick together, they stick together, they'll continue to be OU football, championship football, the way we're used to playing it. And um, I look forward to, you know, to doing everything that I can here in these next few weeks to help it continue to succeed the way it has. Okay, thank you, Coach. Uh, we'll get into the Q&A portion of the afternoon. If you have a question, please raise your hand and I'll get to you. We'll start with Ryan Aber. Yeah, Bob wanted to ask you, when you found out that Lincoln was leaving, what were your uh, thoughts then? And then, you know, after that phone call yesterday, and uh, you know, what's the most important thing for you here over these next uh, few weeks? You mentioned recruiting the, the players that are currently there. Uh, well, of course, the, I'm not much on, you guys know, you haven't been gone that long, that I'm not much on talking about my feelings or thoughts or publicly about any of that. You know, disappointed, sure. The rest of it's, you know, that'd be between Lincoln and I personally and, and uh, as it should be. You know, I'm not much on making that kind of stuff public. Uh, my initial uh, reaction is what's best for the program immediately, uh, recruiting, and the players. But should say first and foremost, the players on our, our team right now. Reassuring them that they are OU football, sticking together, they'll be a, they could very well be a championship program next year. And that we will attract the very best in the coaching profession. And the same thing is projected out recruiting. Uh, we've got a couple of days, Wednesday, Friday, of lifting, you know, the guys to keep their, their self in, in good shape. And then uh, same thing next week, and then we'll, we'll work into bowl week after, after that. So uh, initial couple of weeks recruiting and, and uh, players finishing up finals and getting in the weight room some. Just a quick follow-up, what, uh, what do you think about getting back on the road recruiting? And, uh, I think it's great. Again? My wife's glad I'm out of the house. So... <laughs> So, Joe, I want to ask you, there was a lot of talk about LSU leading into the week. When did you find out, or what did you think about that chatter? When did you find out about USC and is blindsided a good word to describe what happened? Well, first of all, to answer the, the question about LSU, um, you know, as we've experienced, the 18 years worked together with Bob and, and even the five years with Lincoln, there are rumors every single year. We've got tremendous leaders. And future Hall of Famer and Lincoln's career was off to a Hall of Fame start. They're going to be rumors. They're going to be schools that are interested in pursuing the great coaches that we have. Get it. It happens, it happens a lot in, in multiple sports. It's a great part about being at Oklahoma. We've been you know, really, really successful at attracting great people. Um, so the rumors didn't really strike me as anything new, different. However, um, f Friday started getting a lot of calls from many of you and others you know, about why this rumor keeps persisting. Didn't have any grounds, you know, to believe it had any legs. Um, and, uh, you know, we had talked with uh, – um, Coach Riley consistently about what we were 
planning to do in the future and a lot of our conversations, uh, not just about him and, and his long-term uh, relationship with us, but all the planning we were uh, involved in in, in uh, strengthening our program now and what we wanted to do futuristically. So, uh, you know, the, the rumors are what the rumors are. Then on uh, Sunday morning, latter part of Sunday morning, got a call from him that said uh, he was um, considering and would um, speak to USC, and then uh, he would get back to us. We agreed to meet um, a couple hours later, and uh, President Harris and Lincoln and, and I met, and uh, that's when he, he told us that uh, he had had a visit and he was um, making the decision to take a unique opportunity. Bob, uh, we've seen that Lincoln's taken a lot of his assistance to, to USC, so I'm wondering how are you going to go about filling out the staff for the bowl game? Well, we'll see. That's always – that's not unusual. Um, you know, when you have coaching changes, assistant coaches are caught in the middle of it on whether to go, not go, all of that. So that's just ongoing, um, you know. So for me to – I don't think it's definitive who would be staying, who it would not be. So that we'll, – we'll have to wait and see here in the – you know, this week, how, how it goes uh, with the assistant coaches. But uh, there, was, there was a good number of them in, in our meeting this morning, you know, ready to work and going out tonight uh, to go to work recruiting. Did you have to take a break from your deal with Fox? How does, how does that all work? Well, I was just on a Zoom with them for 20, 30 minutes ahead of coming to see you guys, uh, getting ready for the Big Ten championships. Uh, we got... Uh, our, our show will be on an hour ahead of the Big Ten Championship, and I'll be there. Uh, I'll be there Saturday. We, I wouldn't be if there was something here that, that you know, uh, would need my attention, but being that it's a Friday evening and a Saturday, I'm able to, I'm able to work it out. We asked if he could wear OU gear on the set, but <laughs> yeah. so far we haven't had any approval of that. Yeah, Bob, a lot of players on the roster now aren't ones that you recruited, but how much fun is it going to be to work with Isaiah Thomas, Jeremiah Hall, you know, those, the guys of that final class that you They did in? commit to me. No, they, I hadn't been gone that long. No, they, they Some did, of them I, have commit, committed exactly, to me, so yeah. That's what a few of them have said. The guy I'm committed to, I get to, get to go win a game with. So uh, hopefully it'll work out that way. I'm looking forward to it, very much so. Okay, left side, Barry Trammell. Yeah, Joe C., why, what were the reasons Lincoln gave you for leaving and the, the idea that this is something that's been percolating for several weeks? What, what's the center of his unrest about the OU job? There wasn't any mention of any unrest. In fact, we were talking about all the positives of uh, the job of where we are now, what we were planning to do going forward, which we're going to continue to do. That's just the bottom line. But uh, when he, he talked to President Harris and I, uh, he said that um, he was intrigued by a different kind of opportunity. He was absolutely happy with everything that we had uh, talked about currently, um, infrastructure, support, resources, facilities, all the things that we constantly talk about and then did when Coach Stoops was here. We're, we're always in a mode of constantly improving. So all of that was 
uh, in his words, was absolutely great. He just got very intrigued with a different um, and unique opportunity that he felt was best for him and his family. Joe, it's startling to see how quickly this thing flipped. Are, are you convinced that Lincoln Riley and his people, however you want to put it, had no communication with USC until this last few days? I have absolutely no reason to believe, based on the conversations I had with them ongoing, that there were any conversations prior to the time he informed us. And that, that's, that's just really all I have to say about it. Well, spe the speculation that maybe he wasn't on board with the move to the SEC, that maybe he was not consulted before the decision was made, that maybe he was that uh, he was not on board with the move. Any truth to that? Coach Riley was um, brought into the conversation, uh, the thought process that we were having about the future of, of college athletics, the rapidly changing landscape, uh, the sands, and whatever euphemism you want to use and uh, what we could see happening down the road and uh, we talked about that with him he was engaged in uh, uh, our thoughts about it and he was definitely on board with it and uh, uh, many conversations since you know the announcement was made you know continued to be very much on board with it and like I said earlier we were talking about the, uh, you know, the resources and the process and things that we're going to want to have in place as we move toward the transition when, whenever that occurs. Okay, uh, John Hoover in the middle. Uh, for Bob, welcome back. Um, the, uh, there was a post on social media on Friday night that said you had told the Fox crew that you were uh, not gonna be with them the rest of the season. Was that true? Does that go against what or, or did you have to make a change? Surely you know better than to listen to social media for all your news. It was on Friday before the game. So I told you I was just on a Zoom and I'm going to the game. So they obviously didn't made it up. Okay. You didn't have to change plans or anything like that? No. I, that was not true. Okay, uh, far left here, anything? Joe, just to clarify, uh, the conversations with Lincoln about the SEC, did, did he specify that that there needed to be some kind of a change of resources, an upgrade of resources for him to step into that arena moving forward in order to, to do the job effectively? Well, let me be absolutely crystal clear. We knew it. <laughs> so uh, it's a collective effort on everything around that. And uh, we're going into it clear-eyed. And uh, we were and are in, engaged in uh, a... Uh, comprehensive review of our program, where we are, how we compare, what's going on in um, other SEC, all of them, you know, all the entire conference. And uh, we're, we're doing our own due diligence to create a really comprehensive transition plan. So we were proactive as we usually are. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. The SEC, where does it come into play in terms of the attractiveness of the, of the job and for the next coach? Is it, does it complicate things because of the 
the timeline being uncertain, or is it straight positive because of the opportunity that lies ahead? Well, I certainly want to talk to people who are excited about it. And if you're not, then no need to apply. But uh, we're excited. And I can, I can say that uh, even as time has gone on, we're focused on being the best member in the Big 12 while we are here. But there have been a number of things that have uh, occurred you know, since the announcement. And we're more confident than ever that we made the right move. And I think that energy is, is uh, part of what it will attract the right kind of leader for our football program going forward. OK, third row in the aisle, Jenny Carlson. Guys like Nick Benito, you recruited. Um, guys on the staff like DeMarco and Calvin, who played for you. How top of mind were they for you in these last few hours, well, not even a day, I guess, hardly at this point, that you wanted to do this because of guys like that? Well, absolutely, because of my love for the program first. But I also do personally care about all those guys. Uh, they're, I care about the players. I want to hopefully, you know, for them to be able to finish out here in the very best way they they can. That's already I, a, a great year at ten and two. Hopefully to beat eleven and two. Um, and then, yeah, personally, those assistant coaches I've stayed close with and uh, you know recruited all of them. They all played for me, and ca they all care so much about this university. So it was nothing to think about for me. I mean, I knew I said if I can help, if that's what's best for the program then I'm in, you know, and and I'll do the best I can. And uh, you know, those guys are, you know, they're they're all loyal and care about the university in a big way. Has there been a, an overriding or a sentiment from any of those coaches that were, were past sooners that you can fill us in on in the last days? No, not a not an overriding sentiment other than, you know, surprise and and, and all and uh you know, so I, I don't like to speak for them. Um, they'll have their opportunities, uh, you know, but they're all, I know this, they're all right off the bat still working, you know, pushing, working, contacting our current players, making sure everything's okay with them, making sure academics is where it needs to be, you know, checking in on the players and then, and uh, also recruiting. James Hale. You know, Joe, you, you've always said, throughout your career that you always have a list of coaches just for these instances. But I'm curious about this one because nobody really saw this coming. So did you really have a list? And what kind of coach will you be looking for at this point in OU's football career? I absolutely do have a list. I didn't necessarily uh, know when I'd have to activate it, <laughs> but um, uh, thought it might be well down the road. But um, that being said, that's why you have a list. And uh, I've already engaged in the process to review those people that I had uh, identified. And sometimes it happens as uh, you go along the way, some other candidates may present themselves that heretofore would have not, you may not have thought would ever be possible. And so you vet those as well. But uh, the type of coach that we're looking for is the, the type of coach like Coach Stoops. Um, type of coach like Lincoln Riley, the type of coaches that we hire in our program and, and uh, that are you know, really you know, possess you know, the, the uh, competency, the confidence, uh, the character, the, the ability to develop the chemistry in a program and have a clear vision for 
how they're going to put this program in a position to constantly uh, compete for championships and know that they're going to be surrounded by all the resources uh, and the people that are committed to the same thing. That's the Oklahoma way, and uh, it's the way that it's worked. Um, we change with you know the ever-changing uh, uh, rules and environment that that uh, require us to be um, ever mindful of that, but we don't change our value system, and we don't change our passion. I mean, it is locked in. Brandon Drum. Uh, this is a two-part question for Bob and Joe. First, Joe, uh, the timeline for this, obviously with the recruiting, you guys can't dive into all the recruiting aspects of it, but the timeline for the coach with National Sign Day rolling up so quickly, uh, just literally two and a half weeks away, do you have a sense of you know when you might make that <coughs> announcement by chance? I mean, I know you won't dive in, but do you have like a certain timetable that you have that planned out for. And then for Bob, when you walk into a recruit's home, knowing the uncertainty, but knowing your loyalty to the program, what is your overall selling pitch to them? Yeah, I'll just answer real quickly. Um, Brandon, I don't ever put a specific timetable, but uh, based on the conversations I've had with our players you know, yesterday, some today, uh, we're all three engaged in talking to uh, our, our uh, commitments, recruits, the families. Uh, we understand the dynamics of a world that we haven't really seen much of you know, since the rule changed. Um, so again, very proactive about all of that. And uh, we're moving as quickly as possible. And um, you know, this is, we understand the, the dynamics of it. And uh, we're using every means possible to be thorough and uh, you know, understand the most important thing is to find the right um, and great head coach, but we'll, we'll move with appropriate expediency. Well, it's an easy sell. You sell the university. You sell the leadership here that's in front of you. You sell the, the, the history of success, not just in the last 23 years, decades of success. And it's going to continue to happen. Um, we've got late, great leadership, great facilities, a great university to recruit to academically. All of it together, it's still here. And, and this, is, this job, with all of the, the pluses of it, is going to attract one, you know, a, a top great coach. And, and, and Joe will find the, the right great coach. And they're out there, and this is an attractive job. So give it time, and, 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 uh, and I, I think everybody will be pleased with it. Okay, Jesse Crittenden. Hi, Joe. I'm kind of to build on, on Brandon's question. There's been a lot of stability with the football coach here for the last you know, however long. Just how different is it to kind of be actively looking for a coach like this? And, and to have Bob uh, in tow, does that kind of help with not having to be in a hurry in terms of finding a new coach? Well, having Coach Stoops uh, connected to our university uh, in this way is, is fantastic. Obviously, we talked about that earlier. But he stayed connected, even when he stepped away full time from coaching. So his presence, uh, his his wisdom, the love for his university, it, it shows every day. And it's like I said, when we call them, first thing out of the house, how can I help? And uh, you know, but we we understand that we we've got a, a moment in time that we have to seize and and be able to find the next coach. And we do desire to hire people that 
want to be here because they're successful, and we want to find the, the coaches that you know believe have that drive and passion and confidence in themselves. Uh, a, a wise philosopher once said that um, you know the University of Oklahoma's football job is one of the, the very special in all of sport. And if uh, somebody ever wanted to test it out, you know, when he didn't want to have it, as soon as they left, there'd be people lined up at the door to try to get it. Well, I'm not saying, you know, there's a door there, but I could tell you the response has been remarkable. And I mentioned it earlier uh, that people are reaching out that some people would never believe would have interest in it. And that's... Uh, that's just that's Oklahoma for you, and that's what we're going to use. And as Coach Stoop said, we have such you know great assets to to sell and and to um, surround the person that gets hired and their staff. And most importantly, as we put our players first and the student athletes, helping them be successful. Okay, back right, Nathan Thompson. For, for Coach Stoops, right now, obviously you're the interim head coach. Do you have any interest in, in it being a longer-term thing? Is it a possibility at all that you'd be interested in the head coaching job more permanently? I'm going to be here as as uh, long as they need me until they find their next new head coach, whenever that may be. So it could be more than a bowl game. Joe won't take that long. To be clear, we already tried. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Cliff Bryant. This is for Joe. First, your thoughts on Spencer Rattler, his decision to enter the transfer portal, and then also just the number of decommitments. How do you deal with that? It's a different era where so many things happen so quickly over social media. How do you plan to handle that aspect of things? Well, Coach Stoops and uh, President Harris and I were just talking about that, and uh, we we get it. it. It's a it's a tough thing to learn. And there's you know, a variety of emotional responses that come with it. And people want to be able to step back, exhale, consider whatever options might come their way. That being said, entering the transfer portal does not necessarily mean they exit through the portal. Uh, very easily could uh, just explore, understand what they have, and then when they see who we hire, decide, this is the best place for them. And that process, as I've mentioned, Brandon, whoever, Jesse, and we're moving it as quickly as we can for all those reasons. But uh, whoever it is, um, there probably were going to be people entering the transfer portal even if we weren't sitting here today. You know, it's just the nature of it. Um, but we have such a great thing going here at Oklahoma. We're going to do everything possible to give them every reason to stay. Okay, we'll go third row in the aisle. Um, I saw a tweet by Nick Benito of him, uh, it's actually Fresh Prince, kind of walking into a big empty room, looking sad, looking a little um, abandoned almost. What is the team, how is the team responding? I know you said that's the priority, to make sure they feel appreciated. So what are you guys doing and how is the team, how did they react, I guess, to the news? Well, they were, you know, they were, of course, blindsided. And so they were in shock uh, yesterday, definitely. Uh, I was in the meeting. Uh, they were very respectful of Coach Riley as he addressed them. Uh, some even, you know, clapped for him as, as he left, and, uh, but in shock. But then after Joe addressed them, and, then, and I had an opportunity to address them, again, to understand they are OU football. 
not what this one guy didn't all of a sudden create OU football. And I, I, I referenced when I stepped away five years ago that a lot of them weren't in there, some were, but that when I had stepped away, it was like, it was like we were at a funeral. I was like, guys, this is my choice. It's okay. You guys are what win. I hadn't made a play in how long. It's okay. And they all started laughing and gave me a standing ovation. And I said the same thing. It's Lincoln's choice to leave. It's okay. You're the ones that are going to make all the plays or not make the plays. You, you guys win and lose. You're OU football. He isn't. I'm not. Any other coach that comes here isn't. OU football has been here a long time, and it isn't going anywhere else. It's, it's going to be here, and it's going to be in top of, top of college football, and it's going to continue that way. Back left, Shannon Earhart. Um, so you talked about the transfer portal and having guys go through and maybe not leave. Has How many guys have you heard of, or has it just been all social media speculation? It's just going to be all of that. And some will. I, I, some have come to me and said, Coach, I want to play in the bowl game, but I want to look at the portal just in case someone hires doesn't fit me, you know, doesn't, you know, doesn't work. So, I, you know, I understand, you know, but it doesn't mean – they're not, you know, that, that they're all looking to leave. I, I think it's, in today's world, people sometimes look at what the options are if they feel they need to and then make, a, make the right decision for them. But, uh, but that's, you know, so it'll be ongoing. Some will be true, some won't be. We'll come back to the right. Mason Young. Joe, I was hoping you could elaborate on something you mentioned earlier, the term comprehensive review of the program. Is that more formal or informal, and is there a timetable for that, and, and what does that entail as it pertains to NIL, recruiting compliance, whatever it might be involved in that? Can you just kind of elaborate on that? Uh, well, I, I think it's more formal than informal. I mean, it's not a cursory review. It's, it's a deep dive. Um, we, you know, we intentionally do this periodically anyway, but obviously with the, uh, the big – transition ahead we want to be prepared we're not going to wait until we step into the sec to start thinking about that so um, we've already started um, on-campus visits at other institutions we've been to four or five already um, everybody has uh, been very open and welcoming and sharing you know information uh, the kinds of things we're looking at from budgets to financial resources to staffing to how you know schools are handling the development of state-of-the-art facilities as compared to what we're doing here at Oklahoma, um, finding out how uh, we, we stack up and where we need to continue to make improvements and then what our future plans are and how those, uh, how those relate to uh, our ability to compete with the best. I mean, that's, we've been doing that for years and now we have, uh, in the, some few years down the road, we'll have a, a new uh, a group of member institutions that we'll, we'll compete against and, and, and uh, want to be successful in that competition. So we're just trying to make sure our coaches and most importantly, um, our players and our, all of our teams are set up for success. Let's go back to Barry. Yeah, Josie, you've uh, made two football hires, head coaching, and you've used the Oklahoma model both times. It goes back 80 years, 100 years. You never. One time they've hired a sitting head coach, always hired an assistant coach looking for an opportunity. Why or why not would you stick to that model this time? 
that's uh, telegraphing my thought process, and I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but uh, you know, why would I change models? Um, that doesn't that doesn't imply, or there's nothing hidden in in any uh, part of my remarks that I'm not open to hiring a sitting head coach versus a uh, you know an outstanding rising uh, star that has not yet had head coaching experience. My my benchmark is hiring the best coach for the University of Oklahoma. It always has been and always will be. Okay, back to Jason Kersey. Joe, there's been a lot of speculation that some of the recent decommitments, particularly those from Southern California, might follow Lincoln to USC. And with the one-time transfer exception now being sort of the norm, are you concerned that any current players might, might current players might follow him out there? And is that something that would, that would bother you? Uh, in the end, you know, we, we don't know what's going through every player's mind, but of course we've thought of it. Um, and you know, we're, we're, uh, we've been very positive, as, as they have, and, and very uh, open in our communication with the, uh, the types of thoughts and the thought process that they might have. You know, it, it's not unique to today. You know, when we've had any type of uh, coaching transition, it's, it's the similar type of reaction. The transfer portal's different, you know, where people can leave and go somewhere else and be immediately eligible. You know, years before, you could uh, hold, you know, people together for a little longer. They still may transfer after the new coach is hired, after they get a chance to meet and know and whether or not there's a fit. But um, this one's a little different dynamic because they can go immediately. But um, we're, we're coach is uh, constantly engaging with them and uh, in, in, in cases where appropriate, you know, and, and, and open to with their families. We know, we know it's, as I said earlier, it's, a, it's, a, it's an, an emotional time. Um, but there's there's a lot here at Oklahoma that drew them here in the first place, and um, that's why we want to move the process as quickly as we can so that can be settled and stable, and then they can get back to deciding about their future here at Oklahoma. And I think in the end, many will choose to stay. Okay, we've got time for just a few more. Garen? For both Joes on this, if you don't mind, is there any part of the process from, from Lincoln's end that you would have preferred that he handled differently? with you guys or keeping you in the loop or dealing with players or just it's time for me to speak um, I've over my quota <laughs> I think it's been proportionate to the expertise um, yeah I mean obviously you wish these events wouldn't happen and the way that we would like for them to play out don't play into individuals thinking he made a personal decision um, and he had to approach it. were we disappointed absolutely um, and that disappointment lasts until you realize you've now got to move forward. And, uh, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, would have liked more notice. We were surprised by it yesterday, um, but uh, that was his decision. And uh, you can only impact those things that you can control. And once we had that, um, that information, uh, you know, he, he left. Joe and I looked at each other and said, well, that was a surprise. Now let's, let's you know, let's get to work. Carlson. follow up on what Barry asked you, Joe. Um, you have hired assistants in the past. You hired Bob as a defensive coordinator. Lincoln was obviously offensive. What's your mindset on, you know, 
offense, defense for your next head coach, and does going to the SEC have any bearing on that? And then, Bob, the, those reference you were busy when you got the call yesterday. I'm wondering where you are. Where are you think? You got it. Okay. <laughs> you see how nice it was yesterday? <laughs> Did they pull you off the course when you were playing well? I wasn't playing well. That's the only reason I answered. So. <laughs> Yeah, Jenny, it goes back to the same answer. Best, most prepared, ready to be the coach at the University of Oklahoma. That's my choice. Um, and, you know, as I always say, you know, the search might involve very few people, but the selection also involves our president and board. Um, so we converse all the time about um, where the process is and, you know, when we get ready to make a recommendation, you know, their involvement. Best, you know, the best choice for the job. Then, and I, I, I don't get me wrong. I, I understand. Under, to think through the the details of how our program is built and what we want to do, you know, going forward. And at the end of the day, it's still the best the best person. Dean Blevins. Joe, it's hard to imagine. Um, there's a lot of really good potential prospects. I would think that are in the playoffs. It's hard to imagine you waiting until the playoffs are over because recruiting, you know, is, is here. It's ongoing and signing day. Uh, how does that restrict you, um, and, and how big a factor is it? Well, I don't want to get into ways that you can work around it because I don't know if we would have to. But um, you know, I've been very mindful of that, and there are coaches that we may want to talk to that are engage with teams that are playing in their conference championship. And then we'll see you know, whether any of those get uh, uh, named as the, uh, the four in the college football playoff. But um, we, we get it. Um, it it's, 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 a, it's a unique um, part of the challenge, but we'll work through it. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk to people as, as quickly as we can engage with them. And you know, if sometimes you know, the the situation is such that it doesn't present you with an opportunity to engage, so you, you just uh, you have to decide to move on. And and so uh, again, it gets back to I know offense, defense, head coach, top assistant, um, and, and and then it, let, I'll tell you one thing: <laughs> who wants to be at the University of Oklahoma? That that has something to do with it too. And um, at, at, you do all your assessment, interviewing, deep dive, understand who you want. But part of it also relates to who wants to be here and, and lead a great program and have the confidence to do it. Okay, last two questions will be to John Hoover and James Hale. John? For Joe and Bob, two more questions. Um, to what degree will you lean on Bob's expertise for the next coach? Uh, he did a great job, obviously, with Lincoln. Uh, and then for Bob, you've been around a long time. You've got a lot of connections in the coaching industry. There's going to be a lot of your friends who apply for the job, I would presume. How difficult is that going to be for you personally, knowing that you want to pick the right guy for the job, but yet personally you've got these other feelings? Joe's the picker. I'm not I'm, – uh, Joe's the boss. Joe's the picker. He, he and Mr. Joe Harris, the, the two of them, and I'm sure are bored. Um, I'm, I'm not getting into friends. Uh, that doesn't matter. I got a lot of friends, 
a lot of friends I'd never hire. So it's just, but so that doesn't have anything to do with it. It's who fits here the best, who brings the most and, and fits the best. And as Joe said, wants it the most. Um, this is a great job and he's going to have his share of candidates. And, and if he wants to run, you know, some, some by me, you know, obviously I, I've got feelings or, or, you know, I, I know maybe some things other people don't know about guys that, that you might stay away from this guy or this guy I think you can't go wrong with. Or, so I might have some basic comments like that that, that I can contribute with. But, but Joe will be the one, you know, like always, that's deciding. I mean, let's think about it, John. We've got a great student athlete, understands that, understands assistant coach, been a coordinator, been a uh, highly successful coach in 18 seasons, college Hall of Famer, now back in coaching, and a member of the media. I, I don't need to have anybody else help me. I got everybody represented in one guy. You know, so, uh, of course, if, you know, Bob and I have had a relationship for a long, long time that, as we've said many times when we've been in front of you, we, there isn't a thing that we would ever be afraid to talk about with each other, uh, really. And we've shared a lot over the years. I um, I trust him. I, I I love the guy. You know, love him as a friend. Um, had a great blessing and worked with him all those years. And uh, you know, I, I'm sure I would never burden him. He's got enough now to to say grace over. But he, he's always been open if I need to ask him. And of course, having our president here too is another great resource that um, I have a deep knowledge of coaches. <laughs> yeah, I'll be a stunning resource. Okay, last one, James Hale. Lincoln called, ran his own offense, called his own plays. Have you made the decision yet who's going to put together the offensive game plan and who's going to call plays for you? Not yet. And, and believe it would be a group effort. And uh, and that would be something that I'll, I'll have, you know, let the, the staff decide how, who, how they feel the most comfortable. You know, I've been, I've been gone a long time. So, you know, I, I, not like I can go in there and all of a sudden Heck, even some a lot of the terminology is different than when I was there. So it, you know, they'll it'll be a group effort, and those guys will, you know, those guys care about the program, these players, and I'm sure they'll all give it their best to, uh, you know, to to give us a great opportunity to win. Okay, that's all our time today. Thank you all for being here. We'll see you all very soon.